global crisis. Bible prophecy. Health and preparedness. You're just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus Christ, for your Son. We thank you so much for the promise of eternal life and his soon coming. We pray as we have this broadcast together that your Spirit would be with us and we would hear uh, discerning truth from on high. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host, for a 30-minute news broadcast that we do daily. And I've got to say, as always, there's a whole lot more to talk about than we really have time for. Or, frankly, you could become overly obsessed with tracking and following everything in the news, and it becomes the great new obsession to the, uh, to the exclusion of studying the Word of God and doing the work of God. So we just take a sliver out of our day. I do a little bit of the study of the news more often than studying world events and, and political science, economics, history. That, that's my background. That's my academic degrees. But I'm much more interested in how these things relate to the Bible and to Bible prophecy. And then of course, doing the work of the Lord, the work of ministry, saving and winning souls and spreading the truth of the everlasting gospel. That's why this broadcast exists, because when you see the news headlines, you see the world events forming and the, the, the great clouds of the global crises that are emerging, a moral crisis, economic issues at stake, major things on the march in that department, uh, freedoms being curtailed, the, the increase in the wars and rumors of wars and pestilences and earthquakes and all of these things drive us back to the Bible. And they remind us of the validity of Bible prophecy. They remind us that we really have an urgency and a need to prepare for the soon coming of Jesus. And just a, just a tidbit, this one was out of First Coast News, Florida. Ten new travel-related travel Zika cases reported in Florida in one day. Have you noticed there's been an increase in these strange modern disease manifestations from Zika to all these others that we've heard about in recent years? The Bible said there will be an increase in pestilences, diseases in the, in the last days. And, and, and how about this one? That was ten new travel-related Zika cases. Virus cases reported in Florida in one day. National debt jumps $100 billion in one day. So things that sometimes might have in the past taken longer to manifest are becoming increasingly intense and frequent in the acceleration toward global events of a biblical proportion. So economic serious clouds on the horizon. As we saw yesterday, George Soros coming out saying there's coming an economic crisis that will be paralleled only by the 2008 crisis that we saw 2007-2008. How about this one from Market Watch? Shifting gears a bit into a cultural trend, tourists plunge to their deaths in Peru while trying to take photos, selfies. And in fact, the whole article goes on to show that around the world, People in, you know, interesting places, right near the edge of a cliff or whatever, they're taking a selfie, imperiling their life, putting their life in danger, uh, 
to the point where a lot of people literally are dying because they got to catch that selfie. I've reported in the past about people who walk into oncoming traffic because they're looking down at their phone and not noticing what's going on all around them and they're perishing from that. And you know about the texting and driving, but you know certain certain municipalities and, and, and local governments throughout the world are are meeting people where they're at with that and saying people are dying because they're walking off the curb into traffic. Let's start putting the traffic signals instead of up where everybody normally looks as human beings. Well, we have a new human posture looking down at the phone. Let's put the traffic signals down at the ground level, and that will help save some lives pretty strange new world that we live in today where we're all so immersed and glued to our devices. The selfie now kills more people annually than sharks, according to the Market Watch report. In fact, that was a study that was done about a year ago where they looked at how many how many deaths there are because people fall off a cliff or, you know, they're taking a picture of themselves by a waterfall and they they perish. They 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 plummet to their death. More people die from this than shark attacks in our world today. Pretty interesting. LA Times reports, as international billionaires get nervous, sales in Los Angeles' ultra-luxury housing market slow. So this is just a little economic indicator, a little bit of a barometer saying that the global economic slowdown that most economic analysts are finally acknowledging is here. Uh, more more evidence suggesting that. And in fact, I found this one, this report to be very interesting. This is from Antonio Garcia Martinez. He is the Facebook, one of, one of the Facebook product managers. And so he's been at the higher echelons of the company Facebook. And he, he wrote a bit of a tell-all piece explaining some of what, what he was frankly kind of disgusted by among the, what he called the nouveau riche, right? You've got the, the, the young and up and coming, up and coming wealthy who are you know the tech tech gurus the tech generation of entrepreneurs and what he wrote in 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 his this is reported in the UK telegraph it says newly minted tech millennials they would set up private groups on facebook where they can discuss the pressing needs of the super rich as the article explains it as such as where to buy private aviation the best five star resorts in maui and now here's why i wanted to report on this this is what the ultra wealthy tech executives are talking about how to buy a bunch of land then put it in a trust so people don't realize you're amassing a compound and you can maintain your privacy. So uh, moving toward secret, you know, compounds, redoubts, hideaways because of what they believe is the coming civil unrest, global crisis that could be a situation in a context where you might want to be in a safe and secure location out in the country. Pretty interesting. They called this group on Facebook. It was NR250. NR250 stands for Nouveau Riche First 250 Facebook Employees. So that report out of the Telegraph gives us just another indicator of what we've heard in the past. The billionaires of the world, many of them, you know, buying airstrips in New Zealand and, and, and you know, places in the Ozarks. They're all aware of something that is coming economically, insecurity. Many of them talk about civil unrest, uprisings, etc., which, which that, those revolutionary winds of change that are in the air can be very unstable and dangerous to the world. And so the elite themselves, many of them uh, taking actions that, that show that they're concerned about this. Now, that's on the economic level. Who knows what's going to come, when it's going to come. You don't want to you know get too specific with predictions, but 
you know, last year I went out on a limb and said, hey, folks, watch for some fireworks in the coming year. And we've indeed see that, seen that because, well, economic law dictates that what can't go on forever won't go on forever. And there are certain cyclical patterns that you that you can observe throughout history. And you can expect, anticipate when these types of things are coming. You can look at uh, top executives like Jamie Diamond and others at you know J.P. Morgan, other big top financial firms, and th- they've been saying the same thing for a little over about a year now. Watch out, there's some things coming. Why share that with you? Not because we need to have some sort of panic and alarm and fear, uh, but but you know to follow the news headlines in an objective way and not get the mainstream media spin that just everything is fine, go back to sleep, watch your football and get entertained and don't worry and think about anything in the world. No, we need to take seriously the times in which we live because these are the last days of Earth's history. I mean, Jesus is coming again soon. And so we don't want to be extending ourselves into great amounts of debt and over-leveraging our financial house, we always want to be practicing biblical stewardship, biblical financial sound principles, like the borrower is slave to the lender, is what the Bible says. It says, in the the houses of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but the fool devours everything that he has. So are we saving? Are we storing up our treasures in heaven? Are we avoiding debt and consumption and the constant rat race to keep up with the latest trends and be cool and hip and have the pleasurable material possession acquisition? My friends, that is the great idol of our age. One of the great idols of our age. Shifting gears from economic news. UK Express reports, EU wants to be an empire. Brussels hopes to expand its influence as far as Asia and Africa. Brussels meaning the headquarters of the European Union. The latest EU foreign policy document, titled Global Strategy, calls for an extended reach into new spheres as distant as the Middle East and Sub-Saharan Africa. It also outlined, quote, gradual synchronization and mutual adaptation between different member states' individual defense strategies. What is that? That's a lot of policy jargon basically saying the individual nation state of Europe needs to be starting to, you know, lose their autonomy and sovereignty and we need to meld that and merge that into one centralized policy for Europe. In fact, there was a document a couple of weeks ago right after the Brexit, they came out and said we're just going to do away with the, the currency, the uh, not just the currency. They already did that years ago, but get away, d- do away with the military and the central bank of each of the member states of the European Union moving toward a common super state as they've been aiming for for decades. So just another example of that here with this article. And, and here you have the defense spokesman for the UK Independence Party named Mike, Mike Hookham. And he said, quote, the EU wants its own empire, as former Commissioner President Jose Manuel Manuel Barroso made clear when he was in charge. This global strategy by the EU is yet another reason why last Thursday's result, the Brexit, the, the British exit from the European Union, he says that was a lucky escape for the UK. In other words, we, we made it out just in time before they really consolidated power in Brussels in the EU. The latest plans, the article says, which reveal how the EU wants autonomy in defense and security matters. Did you catch that? The EU will have autonomy. In other words, superiority. They will have sovereignty over the nations as it relates to security and defense related issues. And in the member states, it says, 
need the technology and industrial means to acquire and sustain those capabilities which underpin their ability to act autonomously. Gradual synchronization, mutual adaptation of national defense planning, cycles, and capability development practice can enhance strategic conversion, convergence between member states. Again, a lot of big language there basically saying we're converging the member states into one set policy. And that's nothing new. You, when you look at guys like Peter Sutherland, uh, he was he was the Bilderberg Group steering committee member who came out and said that the European Union, in his own words, must, quote, undermine the, the homogeneity of its member states. In other words, we don't want a German culture. We don't want a French culture. We want to undermine any sense of of, 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 of homo, homogeneity, meaning unity, meaning meaning a common people. No, we, we want to disperse and, and diffuse any sense of national identity so that we can have a truly European national identity that will then supersede any individual nation. Here's the quote. He says, a, a sense of our homogeneity and difference from others is precisely what the European Union should be doing its best to undermine. So there's nothing unique different, special about your nation. Nope. We're all going into one system here. And I've talked at great length on the broadcast about the Tower of Babel and Daniel 2 and the Roman Empire. Visit BibleProphecyTruth.com. See how these Eurocrats, as they're called, these elite planners are seeking to undermine and go against what God has declared would not take place. We'll be right back. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. So you've heard how our school system was designed to reduce individuality, right? Well, the research is in. It has worked. 98% of preschoolers demonstrate creative genius in tests for divergent thinking. So we're all born with this creative ability. But after five years of modern schooling methods... Only 32% of kids still have it. After five more years of school, only 10% still have it. This is no surprise since our system was admittedly designed for this very purpose. It's time to wake up, to come apart and be separate, saith the Lord. The DVD series is called Schooled. The deliberate agenda to reduce individuality, destroy intelligence, and re-engineer society. In Schooled, you'll hear it straight from the mouths of the founders of modern schooling themselves. They're quite proud of it. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com and use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior Precious Redeemer and friend Who would have thought that a lamb could Rescue the souls of men Oh, you rescue the souls of men And we're back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch And the website is 11th hour dispatch.com. I'm Scott Ritzma with more 
news and information, but you know the most important news of all, and I say this every broadcast, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. The righteous run into his name, and we are safe. As it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Indeed, Strong Tower Radio being one of the networks that this program is broadcasting on, whether through internet, whether through MP3 downloads, podcasts, Strong Tower Radio. I'm thrilled about the fact that they are expanding. If you know anything about this network in Michigan, Strong Tower Radio, you've got to praise the Lord for this media outreach. I mean, we talk a lot about just people being plugged in to their smartphones all the time. I've got more information on that coming. But using media as a tool, using the airwaves as a tool, especially radio, it's the most consumed form of media in America today. More people use and listen to the radio than any other single form of media that's being broadcast today, whether Netflix and DVR and, you know, we've got all these fancy new things and radio is still number one. That's quite something. So, I'll tell you, the name of Jesus, though, is the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ and Jesus crucified on the cross for your sins. This is the everlasting gospel. It tells us something about God's character that will never cease to be interesting to study. How absolutely loving, how absolutely forgiving and merciful and eternally and infinitely gracious he is to us. We don't deserve this. We don't. What have we done to merit this kind of affection, affirmation, grace, love, and the gift and the reward of eternal life for having sinned, for having fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of those sins is death. That's what we deserved. Jesus on the cross took that penalty and gave us life instead. Unbelievable themes that we must dwell upon for the ceaseless ages of eternity. And those themes feed right into this next story because Arizona Daily Sun Talks about anxiety. Struggling with anxiety? Then odds are you're a woman and live in either North America or Western Europe. That's the conclusion of a new British study that found that women are twice as likely to suffer from anxiety as men. Moreover, people in North America and Western Europe are more prone to anxiety disorders than those from other parts of the world. In North America, nearly 8 in 100 people suffer from anxiety, and that's the most in the world. I just read another report also that 44% of workers lose sleep because of worries and stress about work. That's half of people are, are, are losing sleep over stress and anxiety and fears about just their occupation. How many more also losing stress about what's going on in their families and their relationships? And, you know, a lot of people fearful about world events. You know, when I see news headlines that point to the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, I get excited. This energizes me. But some people have End times anxiety, have fear of the last days, fear of God, anxiety over over a busy workload, over kids and in-laws, and life happens. And you know what? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. We can find a precious embrace, a shelter in the time of storm, the most uplifting enhancing, peace-delivering concept imaginable. And it's real. And his name is Jesus. Having that friendship and relationship with Jesus where you walk with him each day, nothing can compare with that in terms of what that will deliver you and in a sense of, of value and worth in God's eyes. 
But then even more, it gives you a purpose and a passion to minister and serve others and to be like him. This will calm the anxious storm. This will give the peace that transcends above all understanding. Whether you're male or female, Western Europe or somewhere else, whether you're stressing about work or something else, these studies merely show that the modern world hasn't been kind to Western women in North America and Western Europe. There's a whole lot of pressure and you've got to have the career and be the mom. You've got to measure up to the standards of this world and accomplish things. And maybe your heart says, but I want to be with my children. And not every woman, of course, has children in the home, but I know many stressed out and anxious moms. And the Lord has a high calling, the highest calling and mission for you, a million times, infinitely higher than any sort of corporate ladder ascending career out there. In fact, that's the same calling for men as well. Even though men, by and large, are the breadwinners and called to be the protectors and providers of their homes, women being gifted especially by God, biblically, and you see it in nature, in anatomy, and in birthing the child and nursing the child, that the mother has this important role, particularly in the early years of childhood. Maybe the dividing of our focus is what's causing a lot of this stress and anxiety. But you know what? Stress sometimes gets a bad reputation because usually it's overblown. Usually it's not good. But the UK Independent reports why a moderate amount of stress is good for you, according to a cognitive neuroscientist. Stress has been linked with a string of issues, including depression, dementia and cancer but professor ian robertson the author of the book the stress test how pressure can make you stronger and sharper out on june 16 argues that the right amount of stress the right amount of stress can actually increase our productivity stress causes an area in our brain to create neoadrenaline which eases the communication between the different parts of the brain and as long as we have the right amount of the chemical stress can push us to perform better There's a sweet spot in the middle where you have just the right amount. He calls it the Goldilocks zone of noradrenaline that acts as the best brain tuner. As long as it's not too stressful, we can build stronger brain function. If we have stronger brain function, we'll be happier, we'll be less anxious, less depressed, and we'll be smarter. Robertson, a professor of psychology at Trinity College, Dublin, and a cognitive neuroscientist added that our approach to stress is what will likely determine the effect that it will have on us. What does he mean by that? How we approach the stress will determine whether it helps or hurt us, hurts us. Many people currently being medicated for depression could do without antidepressants, according to Robertson. No kidding. It's one of the most overprescribed things out there. But he says we can change the chemistry of the brain just as much as any antidepressant or anti-anxiety drug can. But we have to learn the habits to do that. Did you hear that? That was good news. (laughs) That was awesome news. We can change our brain chemistry without a pill, without a toxic substance coming into our body and altering our brain function. Just by the way we change our thinking and our attitude. Professor Robertson goes over a few examples of how we can change our thinking and overcome depression and anxiety to a great extent 
just through thinking correct and holy and healthy and uplifting and positive health uh, thought patterns. Let's go through a few of them. Number one, don't accept fixed thinking. Professor Robertson argues that we should stop thinking of ourselves as victims and avoid fixed thinking. Fixed thinking means that when adversity strikes, we don't feel we can do anything to help ourselves. This can be fantastic, Robertson said, which is why it is important to examine the sources of our beliefs about emotions or capacities. In other words, if we say, I'm going to fail, I'm bad at this, this is bad. Well, instead, take control, change those thoughts, and all of a sudden, we have a positive attitude, an outlook that, you know, God says that we can do all things through him who strengthens us. We can do all things. Not in our own strength and power. This isn't some sort of you know power of positive thinking, rely on yourself thing. No, 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 no. This is the power of a positive God in our lives. That's what Professor Robertson leaves out of the equation. But he's right. Let's stop the victim mentality of, oh, this is doomed to fail. Everything's so horrible. And say, we've got a God on the throne who is all power, all powerful. His grace is sufficient for us. Jesus said, I can do nothing without him, but with him, we can do all things. Second thing, transform stress into excitement. Here's how you overcome stress. You make it a positive, brain-boosting, energizing thing instead of a depressant. Transform stress into excitement. A person experiencing stress is likely to have the same symptoms as someone who is excited. And this can be used in our advantage. Individuals feel anxious often, especially prior to important tasks like speaking publicly or meeting with a boss. Rather than calming down, which doesn't always work, they could overcome the situation by tricking themselves into thinking they're excited. According to a study conducted by Allison Woodbrooks at Professor of Harvard Business School, Professor Robertson said, stress should be seen as a challenge instead of being a threat. Making that mental switch, just reframing it, reduces stress and improves performance. If you adopt the external manifestation of confidence and positivity, you can trick your brain into creating the mental correlations of that fake external posture. <laughs> what is all of this jargon about? He's using a lot of big psycho babble just basically to say, you know, when you put a smile on your face, you start to feel happier, don't you? When you change your tone of voice into a positive one, it starts to react upon your mind. And when you project confidence and strength and energy and moving forward, it starts to, you, you start to feel it, right? And much, much, much more importantly than these neurological, physiological brain realities is tapping into the power of God to give us the strength because we know we're representing him. If we are his ambassadors and he has called us to say something, well, that should fill us with all the confidence in the world because it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Number three, parents should not shield their children from stressful situations. Children need to experience a certain amount of challenges so that both their body and mind become more resilient, according to Robertson. There's a sweet spot of adversity that someone can have, particularly in the first two decades of their life, that seems to make them more emotionally robust. In line with this, Robertson's study, another study showed that children adopted at a young age, which is considered to be a moderate stress event, had lower levels of cortisol in stressful, stressful situations later in life when compared with children who had not yet experienced adversity. So experiencing a moderate amount of adversity through childhood makes you stronger. So let's not spoil our kids. Let's not abuse them either. On the other hand, both of those produce imbalanced development, but facing adversity in a moderate amount helps. And so we as adults also should not want to avoid adversity. 
We want to be free from care and experience a life of ease. Well, that will turn us into jellyfish and, and, and blobs of uh, can, can't do anything victims, right? No, we want to persevere, develop those character traits that God is developing in us. Fourth, Robertson says, accept challenges and use stress as a motivator. Accept the idea that controlled stress can be used as a motivator. Many comedians and performers worry that they don't feel the edge of anxiety before a performance. Tiger Woods says he doesn't feel, if he doesn't feel anxious before a match, he knows he's going to do badly. So we want to have the, you know, get, get your heart pumping a little bit, get that brain turned on. You know, you're moving into enemy territory, taking on in the great controversy, reflecting the love and glory and truth of Jesus Christ as we move on into the challenges of this life with Christ as our captain. We will prevail and we will overcome. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. Psychophysiologist Thomas Mulholland found that after just 30 seconds of watching television, the brain begins to produce alpha waves, which indicates torpid, almost comatose rates of activity. Alpha brain waves are associated with unfocused, overly receptive, there's an important word, states of consciousness. Watching television is neurologically analogous to staring at a blank wall. The goal of hypnotists is to induce a slow brainwave state. Alpha waves are present during the light hypnotic state used by hypnotherapists for suggestion therapy. So you just heard it. When you're watching television, within 30 seconds, you go from beta down into alpha and you're undergoing suggestion therapy. You're in a highly receptive state of consciousness. It affects everybody, some people more. Brought to you by BeltofTruthMinistries.org.